First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. And welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pod of the Everyman. The Two Beers Podcast, episode 155. Jordan and Drew slinging it on the reel. Doing the podcast with half our brain tied behind our back. Just to make it fair on all the other podcasts spread about the land. Drew, how are you doing this week? You know, I'm not really into the week. Canelo fight fight week and I just, I don't care. (laughs) Oh man. I'm just, I'm 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 going to lay down Larry this week. Yeah, we uh we need to get you zang banged and and get you. Get yeah, you I was, up. I was I was more zang banged than I am than I am Canelo here. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I I'm ready. I'm I'm pumped for the fight. Yeah. Well, we can get into it. We'll get into it. Anytime it gets big Canelo. news, big trade, big, big big trade today. Yeah. Right. Game Phil, time. Red 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 October is officially upon us. Thanks to the Pirates last night. <laughs> there you go. Big. Uh, other than that, though. Yeah. Let's rock and roll, man. Let's just get into it. Let's get quirky. Let's assume positions for the world-famous two-brew salute. And a three. And, and a, a two. two. And, and a one. A... Boop. Boop. Um, I hope my, my pluck of the cork came through because I'm having some whiskey. I'm having some Woodford Reserve. Sweet. Yeah. What are you having? Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix, fix it, baby. Falls here. Southern Tier Pumpkin Whiskey, roll in. Look at us, both whiskey drinkers tonight. How about that? Tennessee Whiskey. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Love that. Is this is this uh, Woodford Reserve. I love that. Love it. All right, let's let's review a little bit of the boxing that was. Bang, big bang, bang, big bang, bang, zang, zang. Big bang, zang. Woo, woo. Uh, puts out Joe Joyce in three rounds. Uh, I don't even remember what our. I don't know if we gave our prediction on how the fight would end. I think we both picked Zhang, though, right? We did. We just said, "How would it be anything different?" Yeah, like what? Like it's not like. Uh, we, we, it, and and what I said was like, "Look, it's going to be two Rock'em Sock'em robots." So yeah, yeah, some anything can happen, but like, why would anything different happen? Well, yeah, like Joyce wasn't going to learn how to be a defensive fighter. Yeah, in three and months. they never even got to the Rock'em Sock'em robot part. Joyce, sure Joyce was so he was so shell shocked from the last fight. He just stood there. He landed much. six punches in, in three in rounds. two and a half rounds. Six, six yeah. punches. It was yeah, pathetic. it's nuts. Uh, and Big Bang Zang, he lands a cross right, not a right hook, as you were trying to tell me for. Jesus, a God right, knows a how right, long. A right cross? Yeah, right cross. That's exactly what I texted you. No, you said it was a right uppercut. <laughs> I told you it was a right cross. You were like, no, man, it's a right uppercut. I'm like, bro, don't tell me what I saw. Yeah, not the opposite of that whatsoever. <laughs> and bang, <laughs> anyway. put him, probably knock out, of, knock out of the year, maybe, possibly. Nah, I still go Maloney. Uh, yeah, Maloney, Nakatani. Nakatani, yeah, taking out Maloney. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Um... Yeah, so listen, Big Bang Zang, he's a he's he's a player, uh, and Joe Joyce is gonna have to go back to the drum board and figure figure some stuff out. I still think he's got enough cachet as the juggernaut to to land big ish fights. Um, yeah, I think so too. I mean, he lost. Listen, so he, 
you, when you lose the one guy, it's always a question of like, eh, is, does that guy just have his number? So well, like, and, you and, put and him in there against someone else just to yeah. see, like, okay, where is he at? Well, and here's the thing: if you're Tyson Fury, uh, assuming he wants to actually be a professional boxer again, who 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 would you who would you rather set a fight up with right now, Juggernaut or or Zhang? Juggernaut. Yeah. So it's like yeah, easy, yeah, easily he's he would pick he would pick Joyce and he would just give it to you because he's. Although it depends if if, if Zhang ha- is gonna put a big fight on in China and like you just want the money. Well, Pete, there's I I don't know who it was. I was listening to a couple of podcasts. Somebody like somebody questioned that as to whether or not uh, I, was it Mannix? It might have been Canobio. Somebody kind of questioned does he have the presence over there that people think like 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 people 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 think he's got like an in a way. Like he would have an Itaway effect in China, I, but yeah, I don't and I don't know because I don't think he's ever had a fight over there, right? Like or at least like a big. A big I don't event. know. The thing is though, um, where, well, where was the Olympics in '08? Because he was he was Olympian in '08, so was one of those was in that was China. That was China '08. Okay, so he Beijing. won. The, yeah, it was Beijing. So he won uh, the silver medal in Beijing. So I mean, he has a following. Did Joshua beat him for the gold medal? I don't know. Is that who he beat? Was he was he eight or twelve? Nah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, because the twelve was Lon- twenty twelve was in London, I think. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah. So we'll see what's up next. Uh, next for Zhang again, the heavyweight division is, you know, completely in flux because the WBC refuses to mandate Tyson Fury to fight anybody, so he's just gonna do whatever he wants to do at this point. Um, who do you, who do you think Zhang should fight next? We'll, um, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep it short and sweet because we got other stuff to get to. Yeah, but. if we're taking Usyk and um, if we're taking Usyk and Fury off the board, let's take yeah, let's take Fury and Usyk off the board. I'd like to see him fight Deontay Wilder next. Wilder's a very good one. Um, I was gonna say Andy Ruiz, but I just don't. No. Can't, I can't take him seriously as a fighter anymore because he just wants to get like so, he just wants some outrageous payday that he's not gonna get. Um, who would you Who would you put him in there with? I like him versus Wilder is a good one. The other one I was gonna say would be AJ. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I I think that's an extremely intriguing fight because I think I think on paper. He has what it takes to KO AJ, but also on paper, AJ should have a better motor, higher yeah, AJ's out, higher yeah. output, and better skill. Yeah, AJ's not going to. He, he's not the juggernaut. He's not going to be stationary right in front of there, right in front, right just stand right in front of Zhang and take punches to the face. So, yeah, I I just I I say Wilder just because I just like. Um, I just like guys with two two powerful right hands just going going at it. And I'd be curious to see uh I just want to see how Wilder looks one more time before he gets in a big fight. Like I wanna just see him against like a big puncher. A legit guy. Yeah, like, you know, what's his face? Who did he fight? Hergovich? Not Hergovich. Um Hellenius. like whatever. Like that that was what it was. Um I, I just I'd like to see him move his way up there. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me, give me a Deontay Wilder, Zhang main event with a Frank Sanchez, Jared Anderson undercard. Give it to me now. Ooh, I'll, pay, I, I, I would pay a hundred, a hundred twenty dollars for that pay per view. 
Um, so in the Olympics in 08, he lost to Roberto Camare- Camare- Camarelli. Uh, okay, so, jo- so Joshua must have won in 2012. Yeah, he lost to Joshua in 2012 in the quarterfinals. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's I, I agree. Wilder or I, I, AJ intrigues me too. Um, yeah, I agree. That'd be, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd I'm, I'd be here. I'd be all here for either uh, either of those fights. I, I don't I don't want to see him in there against any of the guys that AJ just waxed. Like somebody mentioned, like Jermaine Franklin. I, I don't want to see that. Like. Nah. Zang's Zang's almost forty years old. Let's 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 didn't get he, him a. Let's... Didn't he already fight Franklin? I don't think so. Who did he fight? Um... He fought Hergovich, and I think he. I think every. I think everybody really think. Every, everyone thinks he won the fight. Like Hergovich got the decision, but I think I think, the cons- I, think I was overall. the only one who. I, yeah, but I thought I had him. Uh... Did you have Hergovich winning? I thought I did. I don't know. I thought we all thought Zang won, but oh, that's okay. He fought Jerry Forrest. That's who I was thinking of. Who was? Oh, okay. Which one did you say? Franklin. Yeah, Jermaine Franklin. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was thinking Jerry Forrest. Um, gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, speaking of Frank Sanchez, there's some there's some uh, guys coming up this weekend before we get to the main event. Frank Sanchez being one of them. He's minus four thousand. Um. Gavodzic is back in the ring versus Isaac Rodriguez. Did you know that? On the undercard? I don't know what card this is, but Gavodzic is back in the ring. So that's going to be his second second fight back from retirement. Yep. Um, Ugas versus Mario Barrios. Yes, that is on. That is the Canelo Charlo undercard. So Ugas, who do, you, who do you who do you like in that fight? Ugas is minus two ninety five. Um. I think Ugas. I think U- Ugas is is more tested. Barrios ha- fought two good guys, but he got waxed by both of them. Yeah, I would I would say if if Ugas if if Ugas wipes the floor of Barrios, that that tank or that win for Tank loses even more luster at this point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go Ugas. Ugas is minus two ninety five. Barrios plus two twenty. Yeah, you're an Ugas guy. I, I am. Um, then <laughs> Jesus Ramos versus Erickson Lubin. Ramos is minus 425. Lubin is plus 310. Yeah, Lubin's probably – could be a live dog. Yeah, a lot of people think he's a live dog. I just I, – I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes it's like when you get two cracks at it and you lost them both, now this is your third. It's like I almost question if, like, you learned how to lose, if that makes any sense. Sounds like Joe Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty much. Um, I mean, and then which takes us to the main event, Saul Canelo, Canelo Alvarez, undisputed versus undisputed until Jamel or or sorry, yeah, until uh, Jamel Charlo walks steps into the ring, and then he will be immediately stripped of one of his titles, which is the most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> uh, it's so ridiculous. Versus Jermel. Iron Man. Charlo. I don't think that's his name. Iron Man? I don't think it, that's... It's Lions Only, isn't it? Um, It is Iron Man. And I didn't, oh, I didn't Lion, know that. Lions Only is... That's like, that's like their brand, him, isn't him it? Him and his brother's brand, yes. Okay, all right. Uh, Let's start with the... The king. Tell the tape. Tell the tape. 
Canelo Alvarez, 59-2-2. How absurd is that? 59-2-2. With 39 knockouts. Canelo, he's thirty. He's only thirty-three with 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 over sixty. I, I know fights. people think he's so old because of how many fights he has, but yeah, like, it's just because he's been fighting old. for so long. Yeah, uh, thirty-three years old. He's five 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 eight with a seventy and a half inch reach. He is the IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO world super middleweight undisputed champion of the world. And he's stepping into the ring with the IBF, WBA, WBC, and WBO world super welterweight undisputed champion of the world. Like I said, until he steps in the ropes and then we'll be stripped of one of those belts. Jermel Charlo, 35, 1 and 1 with 19 KOs, 6 feet tall, 73 inches. He is, and they're, I guess they're both, they're both orthodox, right? Right, he's not a he's not a southpaw, is he? Canelo, no, orthodox. Yeah, so they're both righties. Um, Eddie Reynoso, Derek James, kind of kind of interesting the tale of the trainers because in twenty like at the end of twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one, everybody everybody was like, man, you got to get in that 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 Reynoso camp. They had Canelo. They had Valdez coming off the huge uh, Burchelt win. Ryan Garcia was coming off um, that big win off uh, Luke Campbell. And then uh, Andy Ruiz joined the camp. And then you had <laughs> you had Valdez lose. You had the, dr- the drug pop. You had Canelo lose to Bivol. And then Reynoso lost a little bit of shine. And then come, come the end of 2021, 2022, Derek James became that you know trainer of the year, became that trendy guy between Errol um, Errol, the Charlos, and then Frank Martin. Then in comes Anthony Joshua, and now in comes Ryan Garcia. And ever since, ever since, uh, you know, Spence got the uh, the piss beat out of him, and Martin didn't look great in his last fight. Really, Anthony Joshua is the only the only winner in that stable as of right now. Uh, he's starting to lose a little bit of shine here. So interesting, interesting tale of the trainers, which you know we don't really ever talk about that. Yeah, good good point by you. That's um, well said. I'm gonna let you drive because I, like I said, I, I don't know what it is. I was talking to the um that Adams back boxing show guys on Twitter. I don't know if it's because I just I didn't give a shit about Canelo's last two fights and didn't buy them because they to to me they weren't pay per view worthy and just the idea that Canelo is pay per view worthy I think is silly. Um, so I haven't seen Canelo fight since Bivol and Charlo's been out of the ring how long now? When was that? When when did he? Uh, 16 to 17 months. Yeah, since he fought uh Brian Castaño in the in the, the second fu- in, in in the rematch. Um yeah, the I last just last fight was uh May of 2022, so that's like yeah, 16 months basically. Yeah, I just I can't get I just can't get into it, man. I and and you know I'm a I am a sucker for this the specials leading up to these things. All access, blood, sweat and tears. The last I haven't I haven't been able to sleep the last few nights and I was like, "All right, let me I'll, I'll go put on all access." As I'm about to put them on, I I pivoted to Fellowship of the Ring, and then last night the Two Towers. Ha. So, <laughs> with that, I'll let you take you take the reins, man. Wait, give me give me a give me a tap on the head when uh when when you need me to give my prediction. Tap on the head. Um. All right. So one thing I wanted to I don't know I didn't hear it if you said it. Uh, what? How old is Jermel Charlo? Ooh, I did not say it. Uh, Jermel Charlo. 
I want to say he's 29. He is... Is his age not on here? Seriously? He's 33 as well. Oh. So they're both 33. You see um, that on You see that on BoxRec? No, I Googled it. Okay. Um, So they're the same age. Charlo's a, a little bit bigger in terms of height and reach. Canelo's naturally stockier. Um... Uh, here, here, here's the my broad view of it, and then we'll go down the path to victory for both. Okay. I, I think I think Charlo has a, a a big task ahead of him, and someone else brought this up, and it was a good point. One of the pod, I listened to a bunch of podcasts this week too. Um, these guys were both belt holders at 154. Rewind like five ish years ago. Um, maybe maybe it was a little bit longer, but anyway. Uh, so they, there was once upon a time where maybe they'd cross paths. And sure enough, all these years later, here we are. Um, Jermel Charlo is coming in with, I think, a couple of hurdles right off the bat. One, the ring rust. Like Canelo, of all guys, stays active. And Jermel Charlo uh, coming in, uh, what did we say, 16 months like that's to come back against Canelo with off of that layoff is not great. Charlo's coming back off of a hand injury. It was bad enough before that it caused him to miss his last fight. When you're coming back off an injury like that, Canelo not a guy that you want to be starting off against. And Charlo coming up two weight classes from 154 up to 168. Again, Canelo, not the guy you want to be, like, trying on a, a new pair of shorts for, right? Like, Oh, I like that, trying on a new pair of shorts. Yeah, I just it just came to me. Um, but, like, so just walking into the ring, um, like, he's behind the eight ball to start. Um, sorry, I'm making a note. But I, I'm just thinking, like, okay, so – from there, kind of break down the technical aspect of it. Charlo, he he's – I love the heart. You know, Iron Man, uh, you know, lions only or whatever, heart of a lion, whatever the heck he, they, they talk about. You know, it's it's a gimmick, but at the same time, like, he, he, he is a banger. Like, he showed that against Castaño. Castaño was game. Um, and Charlo, you know, it was – Controversial draw the first time, but a um, a uh, victory the second time uh, with, with a stoppage, which w- nobody was really. I don't know if no. I I, don't, I guess I wouldn't say nobody was expecting it, but I, we weren't oh, expecting I call, a stoppage. Oh no, I I called the stoppage. Oh, I wasn't expecting. A stoppage. Yeah, I just well the whole the whole thing with that fight was just not to rehash it. Just we both. I think we both had Castagna winning the first fight. Yeah, and he just fought. He he just fought as as perfect as a fight as you can to win that night, and like if you fight ten if they fought ten times, Castagna wins maybe once, and that was his night. Every adjustment was on Charlo's side. So yeah, I I, I definitely I think my prediction was he was going to stop him. Okay, that mine was not, but here nor there. I mean, you know, comes back has a great fight against Castagna yeah. the second time. Um, I I think from a technical aspect, you know, you always think of the bigger guy like needing to establish his jab and. I don't, I'm not saying Charlo doesn't have a jab, but he's really known more for, like, his, his hooks and, and, like, his 
you know, the check hooks, the, the, you know, as his opponent's pulling out, he'll throw a hook and just, he can, he can really crack, um, you know, on the off beats. Um, and you know, he does good, good foot, good feet and good foot movement, but not necessarily what he's known for either. He just kind of is, is, has good timing. He's quick, good, quick twitch and, and could throw those crosses. Canelo also a counter puncher occasionally will go true Mexican style and it, it's he he is a more calculated Mexican style though like he he yeah, does come forward he puts on like silent pressure with like a slow lurch forward finds uh, slowly finds his distance starts a little bit slower and then basically forces you to fight at his distance just with his little shiftiness mm-hmm. and and once he's at his distance you know it's just go to work time yeah the and, back the, the back half of his career here the last few the last i probably eh, probably say what six fights maybe he's definitely you know um used that kind of pendulum style where he walks that fine line between inactivity in the ring and just kind of to your point the calculated pressure where it's like i'm not gonna waste shots i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cut off the ring I'm going to force you into a trap and then I'm going to let off, you know, four or five punches here and they're all going to count. And I may only, I may yep. only throw, I may only throw 20 punches in this round, but you're going to feel 15 of them. Uh, yep. He's going to land 11 of them. And, and, uh, you know, they're going to be, yeah. the, the, the pressure is more of a mental pressure of, is he in range? Is he going to throw? When do I throw? Because, Am I in his range or am I not in his range? And it's just like that guessing game. Like it's like more of a cat and mouse in terms of range. And like you said, I'd say probably more of his last like seven fights. But yeah, seven or eight fights. But yeah, six, seven, eight. Last his last six, seven, eight fights. That's kind of the game Canelo plays now. And it hurt him against Bevel because Bevel was bigger and was willing to be the first to throw and then keep up the pressure. Um and. I would say Charlo, you know, jumping into how Charlo wins, I guess. Um, I, I would say that he needs to take a page out of Bivol's book and just out. Yeah. Uh, out. What? Uh, be busier, I guess, and just just do out volume, Canelo. Now he's got to he's got to you know bounce on his toes a little bit and be in and out of range. But you know, throw three, three or four punch combination and get out. Three or four, four punch combination and get out. So, you know, that's a tall task when you haven't fought in sixteen months to be the busier guy and do it for twelve rounds. Yeah. Um. But I think you know, I, I've heard a few people say, "Oh, the only way he's going to win is a knockout." How, I how totally the, disagree. I, I totally. I, I, how in the hell is he going to knock Canelo out? How? Totally disagree. Everything, uh, yeah. everything he threw at, at Castaño, he knocked Castaño out the second time, but not the first time. So, like, everything he threw at Castaño, he eventually, sure, he got that knockout. But, like, coming up in all this weight against a stocky-bodied Canelo. Oh, ha- shit. I, I, don't, I don't see how, what? No, keep going. I don't see how he's going to not knock him out. I, I just, I, I think he needs to win on a volume game. Where it's like, you know what, Canelo had some really nice work there, but like, if you look back, like Canelo landed nine, and Charlo kind of landed like fifteen, and like, yeah, and like make the judges guess that way. Like, uh, do we reward those nine good ones from Canelo, 
or like do we reward Charlo like landing 15 of 50 instead of Canelo landing 9 of 22 and like yeah he I I, th- I think that's the the numbers game Charlo has to has play. to be yeah he ha- he has to be busier than Canelo be, be, yeah. be, be busier and be busier from from the bell bell of one to the ending bell yeah. of, of you know opening bell of one to the ending bell of 12 you got to out busy him the whole time yeah and he can't take I thought what I thought what hurt him in what hurt him in the first Castagna fight was he wasn't consistent for all three minutes of rounds. You know, he'd come out, yep. he'd come out and really, really lay on, lay on pressure and activity the first, you know, seventy-five seconds of a round, and then he'd let Castagna just build his back way up and then hit, you know, hit hit some some um, multiple combinations towards the end of rounds. And I, you know, I, you know, I, I thought that that's really what led to the draw. And again, I. I still think Asani won that fight, but neither here nor there. Um, and then he turned that. I thought the second fight was much closer than the scorecards before the knockout. But he at least he changed that. You know, he he was a little bit more active. He was trying to use um, a power jab against Castagna. And I, I listen. I I think that's the key against Canelo. I I, I think uh, you know, kind of kind of taking a book at a Terence Crawford with Errol Spence, like using that power jab to you know as Canelo is coming in and and lurching in um, to do that. It's. It's easy to say. Listen, Bivol, Bivol gave you the blueprint, but Bivol just physically is a much bigger guy than Charlo is. Yeah, exactly. So it's you know he he has he's he's not going to have that. Obviously, he's he's got he's got the height and reach on Canelo, but again, not to the degree of what Bivol. No, you know, just yeah, just yeah. like the I, muscle thickness, just like the overall thickness every, of Bivol. Everything, everything yeah, everything. It's yeah, the I, muscle I guess mass. What, what I'm saying is 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 you gotta you can't. If Charlo goes in this thing and being and he's gonna say, you know what, this this I'm gonna win a dog fight, I'm gonna win I'm gonna win a brawl, I, I'm gonna out physical him, I'm gonna I gotta try and hurt him. Uh, I look if you if you want to try and hurt him, you better do it in the first two rounds, my man, because because it, it, the longer you stay in that pocket, you will get hit with something that's gonna yeah. hurt, and it's gonna hurt. So I, you know, you want to you want to try and do like the heart of a lion and this and that and like I think that is the wrong game plan. I I think Agreed. you got to get on your bike. You got to turn this from a fight into a sport and and try and win on points. And and you he is quicker. He is longer, and he does he can crack. So I I, I think that's what he's got to do. If he and, and be like, you know what, I'm gonna go in and turn this into a numbers game, and like, yeah, I'm gonna get hit on the way in and sometimes on the way out, but like, I'm I'm just gonna be in and out the whole time. And yeah. has he fought that way a lot before? Not really, but I'm just saying what he's got to do to actually win. I don't even know if he maybe he can't do it, but that's that's the path I see for him. Um, conversely, for Canelo, I think take advantage of all of your advantages. You know. Uh, Charlo coming up and wait, the layoff, etc. The, the I think the big key here, the big money punches are going to be the body shots from Canelo, yeah. the body I, work. I think I I, I want to see, and Canelo is going to start slow. He always does, but I think in the last minute of the first round is where you're going to see the first big body shot, and you're going to be like, oh damn, like that was a good one. Mm. And then in round two, you're going to see more body shots. And I think that for the first, almost like Billy Joe Saunders, where like the first five rounds, a lot of people had Billy Joe Saunders up 3-2, where 
which I don't think we did, but I think some some may yeah, have. By, by 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 some you mean Chris Mannix and Chris Mannix alone. <laughs> well, I mean, remember on Twitter there was did a he bunch have it of up people. like seven two. He had kick oh, I don't I don't know. Oh, but, like, but yeah, no, I got gotcha. you. I, I, gotcha. I, I think Charlo can have some success early. Yeah. But I and I, but I I think he is going to be in the pocket too much, and I think that that's where Canelo is going to like have the virtuoso counters and the really crisp body shots. And I th- I think that around round five or six is where the layoff and the ring rust. And just kind of like Charlo's just going to hit that wall of just like, oh, crap. I am not in shape to be going 12 rounds with Canelo. 12 rounds with Canelo Alvarez? No, I am not in that kind of shape. And I think that's where Charlo, like like all like the the lack of uh, fights and, and everything, and, you know, the lack of experience at the weight class. And then, again, you're it's like the premier world-class fighter. It's like one of the top three or four guys. So – He's he's uh, I, I, I just see honestly like I, I kind of like my brain is telling me that it's Canelo by easy decision, like a nine, nine, three, eight, four kind of thing. But my heart is telling me like, you know, he gets to that 10th, 11th round. I, I wonder if Canelo puts him down and just it just KOs him. I, I and and again, it's. Not that Canelo is the same headhunter he was when he was collecting the belts, but again, just all the factors I listed—the ring rust, the injury, the, the coming up in weight class—I, I, I wonder. I, I'm gonna say for my official prediction, I'm gonna say Canelo in the tenth or the eleventh with with a with a knockout of Charlo. Um, and and I don't know. If if he puts him down to stay down, I'm gonna call a body shot. If it's a TKO where they wave it off, maybe there's two knockdowns. I don't know, something like that. Then it'll be an accumulation of headshots, and the referee just kind of like steps in and, and calls it off. That's that's kind of how I, I see it going in the tenth and eleventh. So, um, what do you what do you, what's your um, prediction? I, the, the only thing I'll say for Canelo is I hope he doesn't do that shit where he just starts punching the arms like. It worked. It worked against Callum Smith and was clever and was a, a good like a good kind of strategy that he. I don't know if they worked on that before the fight or just during it. I hope he doesn't waste like three rounds trying to do that shit. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I think he should work the you know work the body, get his combinations in, um, and he just needs to he just needs to make sure he doesn't fall behind on the scorecards. I, I think that you know he needs to he needs to set a good pace, um, and you know let his let his defense. Um, win the day for him as, as Charlo is trying to, again, use his length, get on the inside and, and, and get the distance Just similar fight, a, fight a fight similar to in a way against Fulton. Um, you know, I, yeah, that's, that's kind of that to me, that's all he needs to do. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think because I, I'm not gonna be able to watch it cause I'll be in Nashville and because I just have had zero interest in it the entire time. I think this is going to be a crazy split decision. Really? Yeah, I think I think Canelo will get it, but I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think you're gonna get. A, I, I think you're gonna get two one fifteen one thirteens, and then a, a, a wide Canelo scorecard that's gonna make people scratch their heads. Um, could be. I I think Charlo has success early. I think he goes up like two one on the cards, and then that's where Canelo starts to build, and then 
like I said, I think the early body work and then the continued body work eventually starts to break Charlo down. So, okay. so you and I are a little bit divergent there. Yeah, I listen. I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, go, I'm just trying to be a contrarian, just because again, I'm just putting together the, I, just the fact that I just, I, I haven't cared, and because I just, I'm just not excited because I'm just like this is a stupid fight. Like they're they're bringing they're they're bringing a guy up 14 pounds to fight Canelo instead of the brother. Well, I mean that that was its own thing, but. Like I just don't understand why PBC gets a three fight deal with Canelo and this is this is fight one. Like who thought this made any sense? So it'll end up being this like sensational fight that'll have some controversial like scorecard or something. Yeah, yeah. So all right, yeah, man. Here, here's the, what odds. Are the odds. Yeah, give us the odds. Canelo minus four hundred, Charlo okay. plus three hundred. So a a favorite, a a good favorite, not not a prohibitive. Yeah. Um, ten over and a under half. ten and a half. Yeah, the o- the over is minus three hundred on ten and a half. The unders uh, plus two ten. So yeah. what's what's Canelo by stoppage? Uh, glad you asked. Canelo by decision is minus one ten. Canelo by stoppage is plus two ten. You gonna throw a little juice on that? I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> you predicted Canelo by stoppage. You're not gonna put some juice on it. Yeah, but this isn't where like Terrence Crawford, where I was like so certain <laughs> that I like just bet the house. <laughs> Uh, draw plus two thousand. Okay. Ch- Charlo by decision plus five hundred. Charlo by stoppage plus nine hundred. Okay. I- I'll probably bet something, but I don't know about anything crazy. Okay. Uh, you know what? S- while since I said it, you know what? Maybe I'll uh. What's it? What is uh the the exact round? Or uh ba Let me go to round props. Canelo to win seven through twelve is plus four hundred. That's that's gonna be my bet right there. All right, I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, that's gonna be my my. And ten ten through twelve is plus seven fifty. So maybe I'll bet both of those. Um, just give myself the seven through twelve as a little little extra juice. Yeah, that that's how I'm going with it. So everyone enjoy. Enjoy the fights. If you're in Pittsburgh, you're invited to the house. I'm gonna. It's supposed to be a nice weekend. I may get the the screen back out on the deck and just watch it again outside. May happen. I like that. All right. Um, looking forward to it. Let's move on to let's, any other boxing thoughts. You ready to move on to? Uh, real quick. Miguel Burchelt back in the ring, October fourteenth. That that was your real quick with Golden Boy. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. With Golden Boy. Uh, MLB playoffs. Yeah, fuck you. For, come fuck on, you. dude. Fuck you, House Ball. The 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 ghost of Burchelt. I'm not really worried about that. House Ball. MLB. All right, all right. Pickle player or pickleball, whatever the hell. Pickle player. Fucking um, roll then. Huh. Um. MLB playoffs, your boys. Red October, here we come. Phils are back, baby. Wild card, home field, locked up. Congrats. 
dude, coming into the final, it's the final weekend of MLB, and like, um, it's really wild. Dude, the the ra- how, when did the Rangers like wake up from the dead and take over the division? When did that happen? Uh, apparently, in the last week. I mean, it's been a it's been a three team a three team heat here for the you know last month and a half. But like, I thought Texas was dead in the water. Like they shut down. Um, sh- uh, what's his face? Uh, who'd they get from the Mets? Mad Max. Sh- Scherzer. They shut down Scherzer. I was like, oh, yeah, they they see the writing on the wall. Like Degrom's been out, and yet they're. They're two and a half up here now. Now they're they're playing Seattle the last three games of the season, so that probably favors Houston here to at last, least. I think it's the last four games of the season. Oh, last four. Yeah. Is it a four so, game stretch? I believe so. Yeah. So it you is. It, it is. Are so correct. Seattle versus the Rangers. Four yeah. four games, and Seattle is has split the last two games with the Astros mm-hmm. and um, they are tied with the Astros right now. This is Wednesday. We're recording down a half game. Um, so yeah, Seattle's they, a half game back from Houston. I was just saying what they were right now. They were tied one, one. Oh, they're, oh they're, I'm sorry. Play, they're playing right now. Apologies. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but in the in the standings, yeah, Toronto's plus one, Houston is in the last spot, and the mm-hmm. Seattle's a half game back. So yeah. all these teams are playing each other. Yeah, and well, and luckily for both of those teams, uh, Houston's playing the Diamondbacks, who are also in the wild card hunt. So they're like that's that's not going to be a walkover series for them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's some intense baseball here in the final weekend. Yeah, we got oh man, we have Miami. Miami and the Cubs are locked in. They're tied, or they're both. They're 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 tied right now for the third wild card spot in the NL. Who do they? Who do the? Oh, who, they're temporarily tied. Miami must have. Oh god, it. yeah, but Ma- yeah, Miami. Uh, the last three games is is playing the Pirates. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the Cubs are playing um, uh, Milwaukee, who's leading the division. So well, Milwaukee. Yeah, so Milwaukee sewed up the division. So I wonder if they're gonna who they're gonna put out there. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, uh, both but either way, yeah. both series here at the end of the end of the season are you know yeah bo- a couple series that are going to determine the wild cards at the end. So, good stuff for baseball. Good job, MLB. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate the extra wild cards, but it, it, it makes for a dramatic. Uh, uh, I I still think I still think that's silly, but what me or the actual wild cards? You. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. I don't think six teams making the playoffs is that is that insane. Uh, no, it's not. I'm just from so. historic from historically what it was, and they play so many games. Like they, yeah. Just, well, yeah. What what di- what only the games even further? Like when only two teams were making the playoffs, like that was just insane in the early '90s. Um, like when we were growing up, and then four was four was okay. Like four was a little bit more more reasonable. But I, I mean, I, I like the six. I like the way they have it set up. You have a you have a you have a three game series. Uh, the two best the two best teams get get the bye, and then you rock and roll, man. It's not asinine. It's just that they play so many games, they just dilute them even further. That's that's my biggest complaint. But I mean, yeah, okay. whatever. Whatever it's baseball, they pl- they play f- a million games. Yeah, I just I I, I didn't like the the five the five teams, and then it was just the one game playoff for the wild card for those two. I like I like at least having the six so that you can do like the you know the two different series, and then you you walk into it. Okay, yeah, I mean fine. So 
Um, cool. All right. Um, well, should when should we do? Well, let's see. It's gonna the playoffs are gonna start by the time we do the next podcast. Should we do our our? Uh, when should we do our uh, predictions? Yeah, our World Series predictions. Um, well, I mean, we, next week. I mean, the playoffs start Tuesday, so. I don't think anything will be decided at that point. So oh, okay. Do it once. Gotcha. I mean, mine's not changing, so it doesn't matter. It's going to be Phillies, Phillies Rays. So. I wonder what I said at the beginning of the season. Do you remember? Might have been Phillies Yankees. You might have gone Yankees, actually. I think, I, no. I, uh, that, was the, that was Yankees was the year before, and I was like, fool me once, not doing that again. <laughs> I don't know then. I don't know who you, I don't know who you picked. I wonder if I picked the Braves. I think you picked the Phillies. Maybe just to appease me. Could have been. Just so we could ride that out together. We'll we'll, we'll go back and, and listen before next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it on. Uh, I I I got I got the Tuesday game, so yeah, we'll record Wednesday. And then um, hockey's about to start. I still I still got to decide if I want to do a preview. I've, we've always had fun doing a preview, but like I don't know. I just there's there's too much going on. Maybe I got to decide. I got to decide. I don't know. Yeah. You, hey man, that's your show. You, uh, you tell me how you want to handle it. You know how I want to handle it. I don't know. I want to talk about the NFL. That's how I want to handle it. Before the before the trade. Okay, we'll talk about the trade first. The yeah, let's trade. get it out of the way. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, the Milwaukee Bucks come in and they win the Damian. Lillard sweepstakes. All week we've been hearing about there's there's a sleeper team in, in the East. Everybody thought it was just a smokescreen. Miami just kept playing their game of chicken, man. The you know Portland Portland wanted them to give them absolutely everything they could for Dame. They thought because Dame said that was where he wanted to go, he wasn't going to show up anywhere else. They thought they didn't have to do that. We'll just we'll play the game. You know we don't need to give you everything. You will we'll give you what you want, and eventually you'll take it. Well, guess what? They lost that game of chicken. So we had a three-team trade. The Bucks acquired Damian Lillard. The Blazers acquired Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, uh, some guy I've never heard of. The Bucks 2029 unprotected first-round pick and a pick swap with the Bucks. The Phoenix Suns were the third team to help facilitate the deal. The Suns end up with Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson and Grayson Allen. So a lot of people are sitting here saying that the Blazers out of pure spite didn't trade Dame to the heat and took a worse deal here. I, I don't really understand. I think people are just stupid. It just shows how uneducated the NBA fans are and just how like salty Miami fans are. I, I love this deal way more for the Blazers than I did the shit. Like the Miami heat deal was basically Tyler hero a bunch of middling first rounders because they were only gonna. There's no, there's no like path to where Miami is gonna bottom out here um, at any point. Like Miami, just they just don't do that. So like any Miami pick is gonna be you know a mid range pick, and then they had they were gonna throw in maybe a couple. Uh, you know they they weren't willing to throw in all their young guys and, and every last asset um, because that's why the trade wasn't getting done. I I really like this trade for the Blazers because. 
instead of having to take on Hero because that's the money worked, who doesn't fit what you're doing because you already have like the Blazers are just stockpile with guards between Scoot like Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp are their future in the in the the backcourt. Like they love those two guys. It's like why would you want Tyler Hero? It's just you just you're just gonna have to move Tyler Hero, who there's not a lot of value for in the league. Otherwise it would have been very easy for Miami to get a third team involved to take Tyler Hero as part of the Damian Lillard trade. So people just don't understand. There's no like Tyler. The Heat all year with Tyler Hero this year were a middling 500 team. He gets hurt in the first game against the Bucks, and then they go on a run to the NBA Finals. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, eight, like they get Aiton. Who listen? I'm not a big Aiton guy because I think he's a big bitch. But he at least is a young, a young player and a center that fits a need that they have. That a need that they have that actually fits with their roster to build around the young guards. You get to put a rim prote- in theory, a rim protector and a guy that can score the post. He, he, yeah, he has no heart on the boards, but I mean that dude can score. So I, I like that. Um, the 2029 Bucks pick, like. If ya if ya if this doesn't work out with Dame and Giannis leaves in two years and then they move Dame, the Bucks are going to be horrendous, and that twenty twenty nine unprotected first round pick becomes incredibly valuable. As does the pick swap, and the Blazers are going to move, and they're going to flip Drew Holiday. There will be more value for Drew Holiday on the market to a title contending team than the Tyler Hero contract. So like the Sixers are already going to be lining up to get. Like, there's already three or four teams that are already giving the Blazers calls to obtain Drew Holiday. So they're not they're gonna walk away with more assets from this deal. I just think this is I, I you know I, I just didn't like the Miami deal for them because they were basically just forced to take Tyler Hero and stuff. Like here at least you're getting a young guy that fits what you're doing and your timeline in DeAndre Ayton. So I like it. I get what the Suns did. Like Ayton just wasn't vibing with those guys. Um so they just basically traded him out for a bunch of you know, a bunch of depth at wing. Nurkic is terrible. He probably will never play anyway. Um, and listen, the Bucks get the prize in, in Damian Lillard. So, um, you know, Drew Holiday's been great for them. They, they traded Holiday for five first-round picks. They won a title. Um, his, you know, his two-way play was great. But in the playoffs, he has been so horrendous offensively for them. Even the year they won the title. Um, like he's just, he's just so inefficient offensively that, uh, you know, they just make the change. They just make the change. So now they swap out holiday, um, for Dame. So it's Dame, you know, they're, they're going to basically be out there. I guess it'll be Dame Middleton, Giannis Portis and, uh, Lopez. So I probably would pick them as the favorites in the East. I hesitate a little bit. Um, I still like, uh, yeah, actually I probably, I, I would, I would, I, I'm not a fan of the Porzingis trade. So I think, I, I think that's going to hurt Boston in the long run. So, um, yeah, man, Giannis, Giannis put some pressure on the bucks and, uh, they delivered Damian Lillard. So no excuses. Let's roll. Let's go boys. No, uh, no press conferences talking about how first round exits aren't failures. Yeah. I'm sounds good to me. <laughs> Uh, uh, that was fun stuff. Fun stuff. All right, now you you good there? Yeah, 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 yeah. They stopped my boy Middleton, so that's you know I'm all good with it. That's how you get a roll, baby. Once I found out they saw Middleton, I'm I was I was pumped. Um. Okay. So NFL. How how do our picks go from week three? Eight and eight. Damn it. 
I mean, so, it's improvement, but eight, eight and eight. So we're 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 showing it. We're showing it. We're showing an incline here. Um, three and zero on Thursday night games, which man, Thursday nights were just absolutely brutal to pick last year, and we are we're rocking these. I feel like we started out hot last year on Thursday night too. Did we? I, I don't know. Thought so. I'll take I'll take your word for it. Ooh, wait, what just happened? The uh, the Rangers are winning. The Astros are leading the Mariners. Ooh. All right, Thursday night. Um, Lions. Oh, we're getting the- right into it. Any? Uh, oh, oh, my bad. Sorry. Well, so real real quick for week three from our circle games. Um, Vikings. Chargers was an absolute oh, shit God. show, as we all thought it would be. Both teams tried to do everything they could to lose. The Chargers go for it on fourth and two. On the, what, were they on their own forty yard line or twenty? What where were they? It's like twenty seven or something like that. Because the analytics say you'll 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 convert eighty nine percent of the time. Like I, these 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 scamalytics are so dumb. Do they do they, do you think those percentages factor in like how dumb the play call is when they're doing that? They uh, ran some stupid like fullback dive. It just like why would you not like I'm telling you, punting the ball and making Kirk Cousins have to go seventy yards in the final two minutes of a game, the percentage is way higher that you're gonna that he's gonna do something stupid than giving him the ball on the twenty seven yard line. Yet he still surprised us and did something stupid. Killed like thirty five seconds after getting a first down inside the ten. And then throws a pick, which listen, the pick, Hawkinson should have came down with that ball, but just insane that they didn't clock, they didn't, they didn't spike the ball and just clock, just, just, just clock it and get three shots at the end zone, like just, just fucking terrible, man. Um, yeah, so that game went completely sideways. Uh, Lions Falcons, you know, we, you know, the Lions, we basically said, hey, man, Lions have looked pretty shaky here, and they were, uh, you know, America's sweethearts. At the beginning of the season, you know, if you're really a legit team and a legit playoff team, you need to just beat the crap out of the Falcons at home. They ended up doing that, so good to them. Um, and the third game was Bucks Eagles to battle two and zero teams. Eagles two and zero haven't looked t- t- too too sharp. Um, and the Bucks two and zero, like you know, being frisky was that you know was that real? Was a uh, a facade? Eagles just beat the shit out of them. It was all over the field, all of all over the field. Ran the ball down their throats. The Buccaneers couldn't run the ball at all. Um, interesting thing on the birds, by the way, because through three games, like you probably say, like they look a little shaky. They don't look as good as last year. This is the 2022 compared to the 2023 Eagles points per game: 28.1, 28.0 opponents points per game. 20.2, 19.7. Almost identical. Rush yards per game, 147.6, 185.7. Opponents rush yards per game, 121.6, 48.3. You Were you comparing last year's Eagles start to this year's Eagles start? Is that yes. what that was? Yes. Okay. Yeah, just like yeah. just 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 some interesting numbers because I agree, and I I don't think they've looked as sharp out out the gate either. But the numbers basically say they're pretty much the same, and but except for the fact that they're running the ball way better, and they are completely shutting down the run. I think it's just a, a difference of like if you went to Jalen Hurts' pass yards last year, like his his total average of last year compared to the first three games or whatever. 
I think that's where you would say like, oh, they look off, but um, yeah, and I think too, I think the as, teams as a team though, they 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 might even be better though. Yeah, and I, and I think the te- and I think what teams are doing is I think they're actually I think I think they're um they're focused way more on the pass game to where they're leaving themselves susceptible to the Eagles to run the ball down their throat. Basically, they don't they don't want Devonta Smith and and AJ Brown to go wild on them, so they're loading up on the receivers. And basically, just hoping that their their front line can stop the run, and they just haven't been able to do it. So, um, yeah, just I just thought it was interesting. I just thought that was was interesting. I mean, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter, my God, like this is going to be your defensive line for the next ten years. That just in in such good shape, pretty crazy. Jalen Jalen Carter's outperforming Aaron Donald right now. Like, just steal the decade. Uh, okay. What, what, sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> fine. We won't, we won't rehash what we did last week. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so those were the only three we had circled? Yeah, those are the three we had circled. I mean, the, the, the bigger stories, uh, st- the Cowboys completely shit the bed and lose on the road to the Cardinals, um, by two scores, which was whew, bad. And man, Dak, Dak throws a terrible interception to ice the game. That was bad. Um, the Dolphins put up seventy points on the Broncos. My three, gosh, three, a field goal short of breaking um, the all-time points in a regular season game record that stood for fifty. Is it fifty-six years? I think something crazy like that. Something, something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I if you're if you if you're a guy like me that has that had Mostert and A Chain on your fantasy team on the same team, pretty hilarious to see. <laughs> To see the score, um, I somehow I somehow made the wrong decision playing a running back that scored forty five points because uh, his backup scored fifty one in fantasy. Huh. <laughs> um, Jags are in trouble, man. Whew, they've looked terrible. Uh, my boy Tank Dell is running amok all over the place. Um, any other games stand out? I mean. Steelers. We we picked the Steelers, so no surprise there that they beat the Raiders, but Yeah, I mean just I guess the Steelers, like maybe they're fixed, maybe. Matt Canada? Don't know. Maybe maybe they're fixed. I guess we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens this week, maybe. Maybe that's a thing. Um but I don't know. Let's get into the picks. Let's do it. Let's. Are you ready for some football? All right, week four. Okay. We got Lions on the road versus the Packers, minus one and a half. Big game. What are you thinking? <sighs> Man, Jordan Love has just looked so good. I know. Uh, I want to take the Packers. This is um, this is a candidate. Oh no, the Lions are two and one. Never mind. I was thinking they were one and two. No. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm saying Packers. I agree. Yes, Packers. Home, home well, dogs. What's the? How many are we getting again? One and a half. Packers plus one and a half. Okay, like it. All right, our first international game of the year. London. You sound Hooray! like a from London. Hooray! Everyone loves international games. Nine thirty on Sunday, Sunday morning. morning. I'll be in church. Uh, minus Jaguars in London minus three over the Falcons. Uh, it's must win for the Jags. They have to come out and win this game and dominate. But do they cover? 
have to. Uh, okay. Well, fine. They, they just have to. I'll, I'll take this one on the chin if they don't. Okay. First of back-to-back games in Europe for the Jaguars. Wait, they're playing two games in, in Europe this year? Back-to-back weeks. Seriously? They're, yeah, they're staying over there. Why? Uh, dude, I I because <laughs> of Roger Goodell. I told you this. But why? In the but why? But why are the Jags playing back-to-back games there? I I don't I don't know what you want me to say. I, so are the Jags losing two home games? No, the next one's an away game. It's a home game for the Bills. Wild, just wild. That one next week. I, I think it's also in London. I don't think they're make them gonna go to another city. Oh no, yeah. Well, yeah, it's in London, but um. Is one at Tottenham? Tottenham, yeah. Okay. The one this week versus um, the Falcons, I believe, is – yeah, it's Wembley. So they're playing in Wembley this week, Tottenham, Tottenham. next week. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they are minus three. So you want to take the Jags, huh? Yeah. Okay. Steelers on the road versus the Texans. Steelers are minus three. I like Pittsburgh. You yeah, like the, you like the Titan Texans? I think a late cover. I I think I for the Texans. Um, I was gonna say for the Steelers. I think like their defense. Okay. I, I their defense shuts them down late. Maybe I don't know. That's a coin flip for me. But I like uh, Pitt. Okay, we'll we'll do that. I like Pitt. Honestly, I could I could see the Texans winning the game. Oddly <laughs> enough, I mean Tank Dell, baby, don't bet against them. Uh, you just did. Uh, Rams on the road versus the Colts. The Rams are minus one favorites. Uh, are they? Yes. Uh, ESPN has the Colts as minus one favorites. Really? Yeah. The the score has Rams at minus one. Okay. Interesting. Um, so. Who we who we liking? Um, probably the Rams. Is Anthony Richardson back? He's still in concussion protocol. Oh wow! So I don't know if I. I mean, I, I my guess is he probably plays, but they might just being a younger guy. They may they may be careful with him and play Minshew. Okay, um, I I'm thinking, I don't know, man. The Rams are in like a rhythm. Although I'm not, did they? Uh, I mean, I said Rams. I'm, I'm with you if you want to go Rams. I, I say they're in a rhythm, but they have lost two straight. Um, <laughs> so I guess they are in a rhythm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the Rams pull that one out. Okay, Rams minus one. I mean, it's a pick'em, so I mean, whatever. Yeah, we'll just call it a pick'em. Yeah. Um, Vikings on the road versus versus Panthers. The Vikings <laughs> are minus four. Fucking losers. You. Whatever. Who cares? I'm taking the Panthers. The Vikings never win by a lot, even when they win. So Yeah, it's Panthers. interesting. They were they were eleven and oh or eleven and oh or eleven and one in their one score games last year, and now they, they've started off the season 0 and three. So the shift the shift that that that, that the shift has started. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, let's go Panthers. Plus four. Yeah. Okay. Saints at home versus Buccaneers. Jamie's revenge game for Jamie's. Saints are two and one. Should be three and zero. Oh. They were up seventeen nothing, and they, they sure were. 
Going into the fourth. They sure were. Um, I'm saying Saints cover the three. <sighs> I kind of like the Bucks. Okay. Uh, I yeah, I just think the Saints are gonna bounce back. Although it's oh, it's Jameson. It's, it's Jameson. I just Clinton. said that it's it's ja- it's yeah, famous. Yeah. It's it's crap legs revenge. I game. know, I know. You said it, and I immediately forgot it. Um, maybe we should go Bucks. Oh, let's do it. I like the Bucks. Okay. Eagles at home versus the Commanders. Commanders. The, the Eagles are minus eight. Uh, it, it, division. It's a wonky division game. Eagles are coming on the short week. I, I think the Commanders cover. Okay. So I think Philly wins the game, but it's eight, it's eight, right? Is that what you said? Eight, plus eight? Yeah, yeah plus eight. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of points. I don't hate that. Game. Yeah. Um. In my fantasy, I'm starting Jahan Dotson over Marquise Brown, I think. Uh, yeah, it's probably – I mean, the Eagles just, secondary is just so banged up. Well, my thought there was that um, the Cardinals are facing the 49ers, and so Josh Dobbs might complete like 11 passes. <laughs> well, that was the thought. That was that was the thought against Dallas, and and they, that didn't. Yeah, but happen Dallas and... had big injury, and oh, was, co- was coming Eggs. off their new. I mean, whatever. Yeah, but there's to me there's a difference between 49ers. And yeah, Dallas. that's true. I'm just... That's true. And and I figure the Commanders and Eagles will be more competitive. Is my thought. Yeah, that's fair. So well, I yeah, I got Eagles. Yeah. I think Howe yeah. will will complete eighteen to twenty two passes. So I think okay. Dotson has a better chance. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I mean, everybody was so high on him. He's got to blow up one of these games, right? You would think. Um, Bills and Dolphins. Bills are at home. I mean, no. They're minus the Bills are minus two and a half point favorites. Like we said last week, can't not we're not betting against the Dolphins until they make us. Yep, got to take the Dolphins. Have to absolutely. Have to. Bengals, Titans, Titans are. At Hold on, home. wait. Dolphins plus two and a half, right? Yes. Bengals are on the road. They're two and a half point favorites <sighs> versus the Titans. They look. They look bad again on Monday night, man. <sighs> I know. I kind of want to. The take Titans look so. Nah, we can't though. The Titans have looked even worse. Okay. I gotta go Bengals. Okay. Browns at home versus the Ravens. The Browns are three-point favorites versus the Ravens. Kind of want to go Browns. The both both teams are two and one. That Browns defense is fucking scary good. Is it? I think it is. You want to go Raven? I'm. I'm. If this is your division, so you take you you get the final say on it. I kind of want to go Ravens. Okay. Just because. Again, another wonky division game, and I feel like Justin Tucker. Like I feel like again, Justin Tucker is going to be in position. Yeah. For- they just I don't know the the Ravens just have just not looked good, man. And like, there's really no re- like. What's the excuse that they don't look good? The fact that like they can't have healthy running back. They never. They don't have. They that's why they have like seven. They have seven like RB threes on their team, and because none of them can stay healthy. They're missing a lot of their starting defense too. Yeah. Okay. But I'll take the Des- Deshaun. I can't get Deshaun Watson just air <laughs> air mailing passes so bad. Like, right out of out of my he looked head. Ba- he did look better last week, but like not still just not great. I just I just feel like the Ravens and the Browns. It's going to be a one or two point game. Okay. That's that's how I feel. Like okay. twenty twenty one nineteen or something something weird. Uh. Okay. 
Broncos on the road versus the Bears. The Broncos are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say nobody's ever lost by 50 points and then been three-and-a-half-point favorites the following week on the road. <laughs> um, the, I, I, I've also heard that this game is being flexed to Sunday at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, man. They should, just, they should just play this game on, like, Friday morning when no one gives a shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know, probably the Broncos. The sure. Bear, the, the Bears have lost 13 straight. Sure. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. They can't be worse, can they? Sure can't. I mean, you know what? I'm taking the Bears. Okay. Here's the deal. What's the one thing the Bears can do? Run the ball. Can they? Yes. <laughs> have, have they even successfully run the ball this year? In Roshan, we trust. I'm just saying the Broncos <laughs> just got shredded by the run. I, yeah, I, I'm with. Like, I don't. I, I don't feel. I mean, certain... the Bears have a, a running back as a quarterback, so I mean. Yeah, I don't, and, and well, and they're not even having him do that this year, which is another reason why they haven't been even even a little bit successful. But um, yeah, I'm fine. I don't. I don't feel a certain way about it either way. I don't. I, guess I mean, they're both the point. these these teams are these teams are both dumpster fires. Like, I don't think it really matters which dumpster fire we go with. Okay. Sure. Which one are you going with? We'll go Bears. Chargers at home versus the Raiders. Chargers are minus five and a half point favorites. Mike Williams, man. Out for the year again. Does that surprise anybody? <sighs> Just disappointing. Which one, Raiders? Uh, uh, probably the Chargers. They'll probably win this game. The Raiders look fucking so bad. Or do you okay. want? You want to go Chargers or? I don't know. What's the spread again? Five and a half. Yeah, let's just go Chargers. Okay. Minus, minus five and a half. Okay. Cowboys at home versus the Patriots. Cowboys are six and a half point favorites. kind of like the Patriots to backdoor cover that. Okay. I would say I, I just think the Cowboys are now, like, going to be woken up, but. I, I, Cowboys? I, I, no, I, I don't feel strongly about it either way. I just I just think they'll, I just think it'll be like, you know, they'll be down 10 and they'll get, like, a late field or, you know, they'll get a late touchdown or something like that. Yeah, I could see that. Um. Okay. How about this? Cardinals. On the road versus this Monday the night. No, not yet. This is still four four twenty five. Cardinals on the road versus 49ers. The 49ers are fourteen point favorites. That's an astronomical number in the National Football League. I I still kind of want to take the Niners. Me too. Forty <laughs> ers plus minus fourteen and a half. Yeah, I have it fourteen. Oh, 14. Sorry. And then in the Taylor Swift is going to be attending bowl, we have the Chiefs on the road versus the New York Jets. The Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Chiefs. Um, who's the backup for the Jets? Who cares? Trevor Simeon gives a shit. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I kind of feel like 
they take Wilson out midway through the game, and whoever goes in there gives them a spark, and they cover. They backdoor yeah, cover. Yeah, I kind of think you're wrong. Kansas City, nine and a half. That works. Um, and then the Monday night game is a pick em. The Seahawks at home. I'm sorry. The Seahawks on the road at the Giants. Ooh. Um. Gosh. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, oh, there it is. <laughs> I have avoided it for four <laughs> weeks now. I, I think it's a must-win game for the Giants. Um, it is for Seattle, too. Seattle's one and two. No, they're two and one, aren't they? They won last oh, week. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep mixing. Yeah, they're two that and up. one. Um, you do you feel a particular way about it? Um, yeah, I think Seattle wins. All right, we'll go Seattle. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel any which way. I just think I like this. This will be one that I'll star that I think is a must win. That's that's a big game. Um, what what else was what else were big games here? There's there's a few big games, but yeah. Vikings zero and three and Panthers zero and three. Somebody's gonna go to zero and four. Yeah, I mean, and Vi- the Vikings are completely out here because everyone's like, oh, they're zero three. Like that that division is Packers at two and one, but again, rookie quarterback. Uh, the Bears zero and three there, and they look they like the Vikings are zero and three, but the Bears look like they're zero and seven. And who's the fourth team? What fourth team? In that division? Who are the four teams in that division? It's Packers, Bears, uh, Vikings, Lions, and the Lions, who are two and one. And I, I, I don't, I, I still don't trust the Lions. So, I like, even though they're zero and three, like they could easily still win that division. Uh, what the Vikings? Yeah. So that's. I I, I was, I was gonna say Vikings, Carolina. Uh, they're both zero and three. Um, Tennessee versus. Bengals. Uh, Bengals. They're both one and two. So, you know, if the loser of that game is basically out. And since he just hasn't looked good. Yeah. So I'd star those. I mean, there's other big games, but they're like winning teams where, like, if they lose to the other one, like, they could still recover. Like Miami and Buffalo. I don't think that's a big deal to the loser. It's it's a big deal for end of the year standings. It's not I think a big Bucks, deal. I, I think Buck Saints is a big one, too. Yeah, but they're both two and one, so like, like their season's not over if they lose. I guess that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I just mean like, I, like momentum swings. Like for the Saints, the, if the Saint, the, the Saints to drop to two and two, and I don't know, like the Falcon, like all these other, the 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 Saints of all the teams in that division, the Saints should be built to separate themselves pretty easily. I think from the Falcons, the Bucks, and the Panthers just based on the core just based on the quarterbacks kind of where those teams are those teams are either like young yeah either completely young guys teams that have kind of you know fallen off and need to retread like the Saints are basically they were basically a playoff team that lost Drew Brees and just was trying to find a quarterback and now they're you know they thought they had that in Carr who's now out for God knows how is there a word on how long he's out for um I, he might not miss any time. There's, I, I guess, did they already say he's out this week? I just assumed it was Jameis, he's, famous Jameis playing. He he's week to week. Um, they they said it's not as catastrophic as as they as they thought it might be. Okay. 
Um, well, if you give me a see. second, I can look. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of those other teams that are good teams playing each other, uh, they, they can recover. Uh, Carr not ready to practice, um, but he's questionable. So probably doesn't play this week, but might might be back the following week is my guess. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Unless Jameis goes out there and throws for like 400 yards, four tutties, and two picks. And then they're like, ah, should we probably just be playing this guy? Throws for 500 yards, seven touchdowns, and seven interceptions. <laughs> That's, like, not completely out of the question that that's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess that's our picks. We want to do better than 500. We need to get back in the black on the year. Yep. Not great. I know our, our football buddies, analysis, and analysts are chomping at the bit to, uh, you know, get back in the booth, Goff and Teddy. Little little uh, go for two action, but we'll 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 do that next week. Uh, two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah, week five, because then that'll that'll put us the this this whole week seventeen thing puts us at a uh, week eighteen. Yeah, 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 week eighteen. Right, because yeah. then that puts us yeah the quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, we'll do five. Yeah, yeah, because then five, nine, thirteen. 17? 18? I, I don't know. We'll I don't figure know. it out. Yeah, we'll get there. All right. Um, so th- that's our picks for week four. And I guess that leads into hey, everybody's favorite, favorite minute, minute in, in podcasting. podcasting. The NASCAR, NASCAR pit, pit stop. Vroom, 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 vroom. In five Four, three, two, one, go. Last week, Texas, uh, first race of round two of the playoffs. Uh, Mediocre race, you know, up and down throughout the day. Okay, but guess what, y'all? We doubled up. We put five bucks on two cars, and we got our fourth win of the year, William Byron. We cut our deficit from minus 65 to minus 35. Shaw, shaw, ninja moves. That's what we're talking about. Dege- degenerate gamblers over here betting on NASCAR. Uh, so now we are going to Talladega. Born and raised up. Whiskey and on glass. glass. We're expecting something crazy to happen. So we're not doing two fivers. We're going back to four single bets. We're going Michael McDowell, plus 2,800. Eric Jones, plus 2,500. Chris Buescher, plus 1,300. Brad Keselowski, the f- the favorite this week, plus 1,100. Seeing if we could cut down this deficit again. That's it. Let's ride. That's a NASCAR pit stop. <laughs> Let's ride. All right, and then just leaves us with the parlay. We, we hit it. Hit, we, we hit did it. it. We did it. We did it, Jordan. We did it. Two games. We did it. Oh my. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So let's I forget how much we won, but we'll just call our bet ten excuse me, ten fifty at this point. Um you can go first. What what bet were you thinking? I thought that dogs laid eggs. And I learned something today. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to go Dolphins. Give me the points. Wow. Give me the points. Let's get Want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then I'm going to go 49ers. Minus 14. <laughs> we're, we're really getting fucking crazy. We we finally with a parlay. We're going we're, we're going we're going on the most. We're picking the most competitive game of the week and the biggest part the biggest point spread of the year. I love it. Uh, I was gonna say over on the Dolphins Bills, but I mean maybe that's just crazy. What's what's the over? Seventy five. Fifty three and a half. Ooh, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go over. I like that better. I like that better than yours or mine. Or just add like what? What are you saying? I like it better than the game. Okay, I mean, okay, so it's a division game. It's in Buffalo. Don't know how the weather is going to be. Like, uh, what, what? So what? Thirty twenty four gets you over. Do you think it's going to be that? I just think we're going to have a lot of points. Twenty seven twenty four doesn't get you there. Thirty twenty three doesn't get you there. I hate you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. And I'm, how good do you feel about it? That's all. Okay, just give me, just give me the Dolphins. Now you talked me out of it. That, that's going to be seventy points. I'm going to be so pissed at you. I'm just. It could be forty forty. I don't, I don't know. I, the nobody it looks like nobody can stop the Dolphins, but like, are the Bills going to be able to keep up? I don't know. I hate you. Why? I don't know. I just don't like you. Just be right confident now. in your picks and stop being a bitch. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Okay. I'm taking the Niners. They're going to crush the Cardinals. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let's 10-50. rock. Let's rock. All right. Finally, done with beer one. That was a marathon beer one. But you know what? It's Canela Week. That's what happens on Canela Week. We give you the goods. That is what happens. It's Canelo week. You know what? Let's assume positions for the world famous two brew salute beer number two. And a three. And a two. And, and a, a one. Back for some more whiskey. You having some more whiskey too? You know it, baby. Pumpkin, baby. All day, every day. All right. What's our agenda for beer two, Drew? Help me out. Steer me. Uh, let's keep this. Let's keep this Daryl Dixon train running, man. All right. What happened this week? So, Daryl and the crew, uh, they reached their destination for where they think they're going to find this this radio and possibly a boat for him to sail back to America. Because apparently, it's just that easy to. Just, just get a boat and sail back to America with no maps. Point me and... west. <laughs> yeah. Where do I go? Where do? Where? <laughs> Does anybody have a sextant? Like, it, like you know how like, crazy it is. Like you're just gonna, you're just gonna get there on the op- on the open waters and like get back to America. It, that, that's so insane to me. But neither, neither here nor there. Um, you need a star map from the 1400s. Yeah, they. And so they, they wind up in the the. I thought it was so cool. They're walking through the catacombs, which I assume is like a, that's a famous thing in in Paris, right? The catacombs. We. Oui. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then inside the catacombs is like 
a makeshift nightclub. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> like, cause like it's all cut off. Like the walkers can't hear them. Cause it's all the way deep. in it's like deep inside the caverns. And so they yeah, just pretty got, wild. I, I just thought that was so cool. Like they just got, they got a nightclub. They're playing music. They got, you know, burlesque dancers. Obviously there's some, there's some blue men. Did she have blue men? I, I meant to go back to, I meant to go back to check to see if there was blue meth. Cause that would have oh, been, I didn't even notice that would have been so awesome. Somehow uh, it, was, it was in France. Yeah, they definitely had. Well, because that was the whole thing. Once um, Walter started working with uh, Lydia, it was it was the drug. They were they were sending the the meth over um, oh, that's over to right. Europe international, and that's how that's they right. were making like Mad Bank. Yeah, man. Um, I it was definitely coke, but I I was uh, I was like, oh wait, was that blue? Because that was always a rumor that um, that Daryl and Merrill had a bag of blue meth in the first season, which that was Merle, just, yeah, that, yeah, that was stupid. Um, yeah. And so she's so she's that would have been wild if there was blue meth up in the Moulin Rouge. Would have been would have been so cool, man. Um, so they so they're trading trading drugs for the uh, for use of the radio and the boat. Turns out the nightclub is is being run by, um, the of course we learned her name last week. The main the main nun's ex boyfriend. Em- Whose car she stole and left him to die to save her sister, basically, kind of, sorta. Who ended up being who actually was impregnated by this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's the father of Laurent. Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty wild turn of events. Yeah. Um, and basically, he, he he basically tells them that I want to meet my son, or or you don't get your boat. And Daryl Daryl, uh, you know, sensing you know sensing some uh, some territory infringement on uh, his new lady friend. Said no go, pal. Uh, as they start to leave, and and then the the tattoo army guy meets up with the people that were on the ship. I I, I don't. They, we still don't know what these bad these these groups are of these bad people. Like what like what they are. What's going on there? Uh, it doesn't. I don't think they're the same. Like I don't think Tattoo Face has been working for them all along. Right? No, no. He just he just went up there to, to... just wandered up there. Right? Yeah. He he went up there and asked to work for them. That's what he, he, later yeah. in the episode. You yes, saw that. exactly. Yeah. yeah, like that wasn't like who he was with. Like like that. We don't we don't think he's always been part of that crew. No, no. He went up there and asked. Like, yeah. Hey, can I join your crew? Yeah, yeah. That's what and I thought she was, too. She was like, "Why should I trust you?" And he's like, "Because I want. I won't stop. Yeah, I want to kill Dixon. Yeah, and then it's it seems like they're running they're running some type of experiments on the dead. Yeah, for, I mean, Which, for sure. Like when they when they said the one walker, I guess the walker's head exploded in eighteen seconds. Do you think that? Do you think they're it's they're head trying to explode? It it slammed it into the glass. Oh really? Yeah, it, it sprinted itself into the glass. Oh, I thought the head exploded because I was going to say, do you think that they're trying to develop some type of um, weapon with to where like they like they can cause the walkers to just die? Like they they get that. They don't have to even get near like it's some type of like napalm gas that if the wall if you throw it near the walkers their their heads just blow up so that you don't even have to engage with them to kill them. No, no, no. I I I don't I don't know if they're trying to weaponize the walkers or trying to cure the walkers. I can't tell which one. Yeah. I'm guessing they're trying to weaponize them and that's that's where like you're getting these super walkers is my guess cuz that one basically like ripped the chains out of the wall. Yeah. And then, like, sprinted itself into the glass, and that's how it killed itself. Yep. Um, and Agreed. it, 
I get. I think they were just saying like, "Hey, this thing lasted 18 seconds before it just like sprinted itself into a wall and killed itself." Is I thought that's what they were going for, but um, I'm not sure. I I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly. I agree. Um, and the episode ends with Daryl's just going to go out on his own and try to find some type of ship or find a radio to figure out how to get home. And the somehow the army got, well, I guess, oh, not somehow. They left the fucking map wide open for people to find. Uh, the army guy and that crew uh, break into the uh, the little place that they were staying, little community, and there's a rooftop chase to which... I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty crazy. That was my only part of the episode where I'm like, what are we doing here? Where Daryl's standing on a roof. It's starting to crack under him. And he's just like standing there. I felt I felt there, I felt like there was plenty of time for him to jump somewhere <laughs> to get away from the, 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 the caved in ceiling. And he just basically like allows himself to fall through the roof. Um, as we all know, I mean, if, if the walking dead, writers hold true to themselves he will be falling into some type of room that is sworn with walkers and against all odds he will escape it uh but that's that's where we left off yeah uh i I thought i i really enjoyed it i thought it was another banger episode um not as good as the third i guess the wait was this was this the third one yeah i think this was the third yeah Yeah, this was third yeah there wasn't a two yeah there wasn't a two-parter to start um yeah, not as good as the second one, but an, another excellent episode. And um, I, I, I would, I would, I kind of want the fourth episode to focus a little bit more on these bad guys, so that we we have some stakes here. Like we know what the bad guys are trying to do, and kind of a little bit more on how Daryl got wrapped up with them. Why Daryl even matters? Like, you know, this a classic case of why are we why are we going to like shift our focus and send resources out after this one one random american that we don't care about when we're trying to do something with these with with the dead um well something happened down on the high seas exactly well that's what i'm saying i i kind of want more clarity here so that i we can understand why they would why they would send why any why send why send any res- why waste any resources for this one for for daryl okay yeah i agree i i do appreciate that they fast forwarded the plot enough that it's like okay they didn't take seven you know or I should, they, didn't, they didn't they didn't take the whole season to get to that place yes exactly yeah. and then they get there and it's like oh we don't really have a uh, a tower we just have uh homing pigeons and Daryl's like are you kidding me homing <laughs> pigeons and, and it's like yeah and we could probably get you a boat so Daryl's like all right i'm out and uh <laughs> I uh, I I liked that th- that presented itself in episode three. I think that's going to help the plot keep moving. So that that I thought was was a good use of t- story arc and time. I so, so I'm in for that. I I concur. Cool. Awesome. Good job, Dixon. It's good so far. Yeah. Very very good. Big fan. Um, but that's not it for beer, beer two, right? Sure isn't. We have Drew's smorgasbord of ideas on week two. Yeah, and so and also I 
I did. Uh, I was flying solo this weekend, so I did. I did rent. Um, no hard feelings. And, eh. I I'd say it was. I I gave it a six out of ten just because you got to see some uh, some Jennifer Lawrence knockers and and tush. For really? about for about eight seconds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was her too. Like it wasn't like a body double. Yeah, she she comes out That's of the, she very comes out surprising of, to me. Comes out of the ocean. Uh, well, I mean, she got her her naked photos leaked uh, a few years ago, so it's not like it's not anything anyone else has seen before. Yeah, she's skinny dipping with the the kid that whose parents are trying to uh, get him laid before college, and these got these people steal their clothes, and she just walks right out of the ocean, butt naked, and basically beats the crap out of these three these three people like naked wrestling them. It's pretty wild. Um, it was fine. Like I, I, it wasn't. Uh, they made it seem like this was going to be the the you know it was going to bring raunchy comedies back. Um, eh, like I said, six probably six out of ten. It was. I I wasn't mad that I spent five bucks on it. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, continuing our 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 quest here. Yeah. Um. We're going down the path of movies. So we were going to just do our theme for the week was going to be best opening, best opening scenes from, from a movie, best opening scene from a movie. That's, but then I, that's not our theme. It is. But then I pivoted and said, you know what? Let's, let's do best opening scene and best ending scene. Okay. I don't have any ending scenes. I told you that I sent it to you. I thought that was like, a topic uh, for like multiple no. weeks. Why would we do both in one week? Because I think it's cool to just do both instead of yeah. We have like a little. All right, we can save ending then. We'll Yay! save. Yay! We'll save ending. Loser. God, like you have responsibilities that like you can't do these things. Jesus. I, I listen. This is coming from the person who gave me assignments and I did them, and then you're just like, ah, I didn't have a chance to watch that movie. We'll just save that. All right, still, still, still waiting to talk about Big George, buddy. <laughs> All right, Houseball, relax. Um, Why do you keep saying Houseball? What are you talking about? Houseball? You know, Houseball? What's that? It's from She's Out of My League. Yo, Houseball. Houseball? Yeah, yeah, I'm up. It's my turn to roll. For fuck's sake. And then Stainer gets in the big fight with him. All this noise. My buddy's such a big distraction. TSA, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right, so we're not doing a top five. We're gonna pick one. We're gonna pick one, one our favorite scene here, and that's gonna go to the polls. Uh, last week, for those who want to know, seventy nine percent of of our voters selected my birthday party over Jo's. Uh, I didn't come up with a uh, a punishment yet for you. Yeah, that was another thing you were supposed to. You were supposed to tell. Yeah, me I just you... I couldn't I couldn't think of a of a good one. My creative juices See... uh, weren't 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 throwing. Too busy doing extra categories instead of telling me. Yeah, what, I was what gonna. You I was to sing. I was gonna have you sing. Oh, what a night! I was trying to think of a good party song to have you sing, but I just could. Nothing. Nothing could come to me. So let's um, get the party started. Let's get the party started. Let's get the party started. I don't think that's a thing. I think you're making that up. Uh, did you not play Madden? Uh, eleven. I haven't played Madden since your dorm room in two thousand four, Jo. Actually, it probably was Madden 04. I have to look that up. Um, 
Let's get the party started. Let's get the party started. Any hoodles. Uh, all right, man. So I, I've got, I've got seven, seven endings that I, I was whittling or sorry, seven, seven opening scenes to movies that are there. How many, how many you got? How many you got? How many do I have? Oh, that's not the right thing. I have, come on now, more than seven. Do you? Okay. All right. So, here, we'll... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Jesus. All right. Well, let's, 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 let's... let's... I I have my top three, though. All right. Let's, let's, let's whittle some down here. Um, I'll do a few, then you come in, and then we'll end up, we'll get down to our final two. Okay. All right. So, I had Return of the King on the list. Yeah. Um... I was we were, we were talking about did the did the Lord of the Rings even have good openings and yeah like Fellowship of the Ring is a banger when it's got the War of Middle Earth yep uh, to start um, Return of the King was my favorite just because it is the backstory of it starts with the backstory of Smeagol slash Gollum he's on he's it shows him before he turns into the creature Gollum as Smeagol he's out there fishing with his cousin Deagle uh, you know fishing on his birthday. And Deagle fa- falls into the the water, finds the ring, and Smeagol hits him with a rock, and then strangles him to death. <laughs> um, and then and then it just shows him go how he's being completely just tortured by the ring. He goes into the misty mountains, and then it ends with him um, looking almost 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 transformed completely into Gollum. And then he blinks the eyes, and then the eyes become the the Gollum eyes banger of an opening um i thought it was i thought it was the best of of the three uh another one of mine is the town i know you haven't seen this movie inexplicably um but the first the opening scene is um the opening bank robbery nothing nothing sets the tone of a a good bank robbery movie like an actual bank robbery um super tense ben you know ben affleck sitting there going through the names of the guards um and they they rob the bank, they take the hostage, and it ends with him taking off his mask and looking at the the woman who he ends up dating in the in the movie and uh, her like well they send her out of the car and say just keep walking till you touch the water and, like you think she's gonna like fall off a cliff and then she actually just ends up in the ocean so um, hell of an opening scene and Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, Indiana Jones <laughs> we we joke on the pod all the time about Indiana Jones from the the famous Big Bang uh, episode. How Indiana Jones is completely <laughs> inconsequential to the movies because if you took him, if you took him out, everything would happen exactly, exactly the same in all the I, movies. I, I still don't, I still don't 100 percent subscribe to that. One day we're gonna have to watch these and like really, we'll watch them together and break it down. Yeah, we really need to like go back and watch them. I think, I think Temple of Doom is the only movie where you you can't say that. Uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, it start Raiders starts it's it's, very, it's really smart because it starts out with him as um as Indiana Jones versus him as the professor. So it it just it's it's a good it, it it's better. I like how they started it there so you just see like the raw like, you know, man's man that's out there with the whip. Um he's walking through the jungle with a guide. You don't even see his face until like 3 minutes into the movie and then it's the, you know, incredibly famous scene where he switches the 
um, the bag monument sand, with the bag yeah. of sand, and then but yet still triggers the triggers the giant ball um, booby giant trap. Boulder, yeah. yeah, and then he's running through that. That was my number two. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I mean, it's hey, it's it's way up there. It's a great, it's a it's a great scene. Like I said, I just I really enjoyed the way it was really smart how they did it. So why don't, why don't you rattle a few off too? All right, so a few that um, two I'll put in there for uh, they were just a cool. Not necessarily, not necessarily iconic, but they were just a cool vibe with the songs. One, I, I don't, I think that nobody would even put this up there other than me. And quite frankly, I know I watched this song once or watched this show one movie once a long time ago. Saturday Night Fever with Travolta, where it's just like, you can tell by the way I walk, and he's just like walking through the street, like <laughs> that's great, to, total vibe. Uh, but also Back to the Future. When oh, he, with yeah. the uh, with the alarm, alarm that goes clocks. off, and then it's uh, it's the power. Are the you p- telling me it's eight forty-five? It's the power of love. love. And he's like hanging on, you know, with his skateboard to the back of the truck. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, Jaws is a classic, obviously, with the whole the kids uh, skinny dipping, and then Jaws gets her. Uh, Godfather is. Just sets the tone of everything where it's the guy, you know, asking for a favor. And he's like, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. So that's that's fun. Um, also, honorable mention, all the Lord of the Rings, and I'll throw Up out there. Absolute classic. Heart wrencher. You, hear, you, you get the uh, old guy's uh, whole life story in the opening scene. Yeah, so. put, put some respect on Carl's name. Call him the old guy. Carl, I exactly whatever. You're Carl, the, Dis- Carl, you're the Disney Carl, guy. Carl and Ellie, but yeah, chill out, bro. Okay, you weren't even gonna bring it up, so <sighs> I wasn't. I wasn't. So maybe you should chill out. <laughs> um, all right. What what other ones? All right. So rounded out my my four here. Um, I have Wedding Crashers. I, what, it was, what was the opening scene of Wedding Crash? So Wedding Crash, it depends where we cut off the opening scene. So the opening scene is the 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 um the first arbitration they're doing. Oh with yeah, the, yeah. With the I, who who is that country? That guy's a country music singer, right? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember the arbitration. Yeah, where they're going back. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, like the the husband and wife are going back, and then um. Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. I forget. Oh, it's John, John and Jeremy. You know, they're they're going in there about. Uh, you know, they're talking about the wedding, salsa dancing. Oh yeah, Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's a, he's a country music singer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, "What about you? Right? Don't don't you want to be? Don't you want to be inside Patrice and not feel guilty? And how about you? You can you can take up salsa. You can get a Latin lover sweating on you, wanting you, taking you. You know, why don't you take the miles, honey? Hey, if you want to throw us the miles." Could you guys just stop talking? Um, that scene, then, then that. If I didn't put this as my, I didn't end up. I, I was almost going to put this as number one because I think it's probably the best opening scene of a comedy. When you when you take that and then you go to the next, the very. If it's all, if you're, if it's the first just ten minutes of the movie, then you have the famous Vince Vaughn scene with the secretary where he's t- he talks about the sleepover with John. He's like, I don't want to get in this long, this long game called dating. You know, you know. You know, am I interested? She's interested. Now, now I'm interested. Maybe she's not interested. And all just so we can play just the tip, just for a second, just to see how it feels. And then the wedding montage um, in the beginning. It's just, it's. I, I, I don't, I don't think any comedy can touch that that first ten minutes of of Wedding Crashers. 
Yeah, I mean that's, um, that's a good one. And then this was this was tough, but the original Batman, I had to keep out of the top the top two here. Um, but the original Batman, where you have like the fake out the fake out scene where these two where two um, two muggers rob a husband, a wife, and a child, where you think that's going to be Bruce Wayne, like the the Bruce Wayne parents being killed scene. Um, they 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 mug they mug the family. And then they're up on top of the roof counting the money and they're talking about the bat. And he's like, there is no bat. And then in the background, you see like the, the steam coming up and then Batman comes down and then he's staring over them. And then it's the famous like, don't kill me, man. I'm not going to kill you. I want you to tell your friends about me. What are you? I'm Batman. Yeah. And I remember they, re- they, they released that scene as the teaser trailer when all these fans were writing in complaining about trying to get Michael Keaton replaced as Batman because they were all pissed off that Michael Keaton was going to be playing Batman. And then they released that scene in the trailer and everybody was like, oh shit, he's going to be awesome. Huh. All right, so what do you round, round off a little bit, a couple more of yours? All right, rounding off up to the top two. Um, I had a um, couple icons here. Dark Knight... With the uh, oh with, man, that with, changes things for me now. With the clowns in the uh, you know the rob, robbing the bank. Um, I had uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Again, I don't know that I've actually watched that movie all the way through, but it's just been copied so many times. That's the one Drew where the apes. It's like the dawn of man, and like the apes are like banging rocks together, and then it's. Duh. Like, didn't Ric Flair take that music? I think so. Uh, or the original Nature Boy did. I forget who did in wrestling, but. And like yeah, the, all, the ape, all, all the apes stand up and start like pounding their chest, and they become mankind. Anyway, that is so. definitely Ric Flair's. Um, yeah, well, that's song. where he gets it from. Um, and, uh, let's see, Dark Knight, 2001 Space Odyssey, and then the only other one before my top two was Scream. Wow. Yeah. That was, uh, what, did I just name your top two? Sure did. (laughs) Sure did. Uh, sure did. Well, then, okay, you go ahead. Go ahead and elaborate. Well, I was gonna say because I I was actually gonna I I had a hard time trying to pick between Dark Knight and Scream. I thought you were gonna go Dark Knight, so I was just gonna not so we didn't have the same one just to make a, a fun poll. I was gonna take Scream. Um, Dark Knight. So I mean, yeah, Dark Knight was just awesome because again, you have the whole it's it's a Batman movie, but the whole opening scene is it, it tells you everything about the Joker, how he plans he plans he plans that heist perfectly. Um, having each guy, each each clown kill the cl- kill the other, kill a clown was, as yeah, as they so, that yeah was so, part was so good as the as they finish their task and then you know he's robbing a mob bank he has the bus co- he, then he even smartly has the bus come in because he's gonna escape with all the other school buses um, and then you just have that great finally the great the great scene uh, or the great moment as the guys like. You're crazy, blah blah blah. And he goes, he goes, whatever kills you doesn't, or whatever kills you only makes you stranger. And he shows, and he shows his face. Um, just a great, a great opening scene. Like I, what, what's the line when he goes? He's like, 
he goes, uh, I'm I'm the getaway guy, or what's what's the line? I'm the bad guy. I I forget I forget what it is. Uh, I don't know. He goes, I bet I bet you were supposed to kill kill me once uh once we got the cash. No, I'm supposed to kill the truck driver. That's the bus it, driver. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. He he was uh, yeah. Just the whole scene was just fan fan freaking tastic. Um, and scream man, like scream, like. You th- people, people. I, I remember, remember Drew, Bar- like Drew Barrymore. It was such like a fake out because Drew Barrymore was like all over the posters. She was part like, yeah. like the magazines. Like you thought Drew Barrymore was going to be the central character. The main character, yeah. She she died in like five minutes in the first opening scene. And the opening scene, like not, you know, it, there hadn't been a really good horror movie in a long time. Like you know, the, yeah. there was like nine. They they got to the point where they were at like nine Freddy Kruegers and nine Jason Voorheeses and Michael Myerses. So this was like an original scary movie. Um, and the whole the this the whole scene with the phone call, like the boyfriend outside. It, it was it was just so well done. And then uh, I'm gonna Iconic. cut you like a fish. Yeah. And then it's that last scene where the parents. She's he he stabs her in the in the chest so that she can't like she can't scream and then she's like crawling to her parents and like trying to call out to them and they go in the house and then you just see the you know um ghost face over top of her and then the parents come outside and she's then she's just hanging from the tree with her intestines hanging out oh my god just uh i you give me your two and then i'll I'll pick which one i'm gonna pick as my first my number one um well my number two was raiders of the lost ark again just it, it it just sets up the whole vibe, and 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 Scream was my number three. So okay, it was it was right behind Raiders, only because Raiders was a little bit more fun, and just set up the the vibe of who Indiana Jones was. Uh, I I just, and, and there was action immediately. I liked the whole thing. Um, number one. The OG, the best opening of any movie in the history of cinema. Star Wars: A New Hope. Okay. You have the scrolling letters, yeah, and you have the under view of the giant ship, and it's just a battle in the. You're right in the middle of a battle with just lasers going everywhere. And immediately, it's like, this is Star Wars. Like, there's just ships and lasers and giant battles. And they 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 plop you in in the middle of the plot. And they give you the background via the scrolling text. Like, nobody had done that before. And just the fact that the way it was done and the way it was filmed, it was just such an iconic opening that, I, I uh, for me it's just it's just the best and I've seen every Star Wars movie in theaters and every time you would go see a Star Wars movie even the ones that sucked seven through nine that opening would hit and the text would scroll and it's just <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's un- <laughs> just unparalleled <laughs> Unparalleled, so I, I, I'd have to go with that. I'm gonna go scream. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna take the easy win and just go Dark Knight because I know that'll crush the polls. I'm gonna go scream. 
Scream. It, that was Drew Barrymore hanging from that freaking tree, man, with her guts hanging out. That was that was something else. It was. Yeah, I can't hate it. I can't hate it. I um. I'm I'm shocked. I I, w- I wouldn't even thought you would have saw Scream. I'm shocked. I'm shocked oh, that yeah. you even had that on the list. Oh yeah. Yeah, I used I used to watch all those slasher movies. I was back I was watching day. I was watching Scream Two yesterday. Yeah, I used to watch all those slasher movies back in the day. Um before I had a weak stomach. But cool. Alright man. Hey, well good topics, Drew. And next week we'll do uh we'll do famous endings. Yeah. Ooh, the movie that changed you the most. That'll be a fun one. Phew. Um, all right. Well, my friend, as per usual, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count. Toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round Go on and throw it out Talking about anything that makes you get loud <laughs>